0: Looks
1: like we're starting. Hey, yeah. How's it going? Not too bad. Sorry, I just rushed back. Yeah.
2: Oh, no problem. Well, we've got a bunch of people here, so we, we can get started. Um, yeah, so we're just going to go through a few frequently asked questions before we get into the stage ones. So uh, first things first, I know that you have been releasing a bit, bits and pieces of information about um, proof of funds and liabilities. Sweet. So if you could just go into a bit more detail around this, like when, when would we expect a full audit? Of the reserves to be released, what would it include, who might be ordered to be, and so on.
1: Sure. Um, Yeah, so um, proof of reserves is a um, mathematical way to prove uh, that your balance is included in a tree of balances uh, and into the final balance. And then um, it's using a Merkle tree uh, algorithm. Um, I actually did this um, together with with James Thomas um, uh, in um, 2014. So the uh, Merkle Tree is not a new thing. Um, it's been around for years. Um, so uh, it basically ensures that use it basically let users ensure themselves that their funds are including a grand total and we make sure that the total is there. So, um, and uh, originally um, t- we typically need a third party auditor to be involved. Unfortunately, uh, number one, the third party auditor was kind of busy because everyone's trying to do um, proof of reserves. And secondly, the third-party auditor is one auditor that F- FTX used. I wouldn't <laughs> name who, but uh, um, there's a bit of scrutiny there. Um, actually, this afternoon, I was actually talking with Vitalik. Uh, Vitalik wants to come up with some type of new uh, proof of reserves protocol. Um, and uh, of course, offered to use Binance as the uh, guinea pig or the, test, uh, the first test, ca- test, uh, test case. And he's quite, uh, he, he's quite excited about it. So we're connecting our teams to, to do that. So roughly we'll expect probably a couple of weeks. Uh, so this is the reason why uh, we publish all of our code wallet addresses so that people can see our code wallet addresses directly. Um, uh, it's not as good as a Merkle tree, um, but yeah, at least shows like, look, this is how much funds we have. Um, and you should roughly correspond to when we do the Merkle tree proof of reserves. Um, and it's good that other exchanges are following. And, uh, um, but yeah, uh, I, th- I think anything we can do to increase, increase transparency is good. So that's kind of the rough timeline we're looking at, a couple of weeks, short answer. But that's a long, longer longer version. Yeah.
2: Great. And then just to take that then to the next level, um, Binance specifically in the lull period before that full transparency is released, how safe is Binance right now? How can the users maintain their trust and does Binance have any current, current liabilities?
1: So, uh, Binance, we have ran we ran a very simple business. Uh, we have not taken loans uh, from other people. Uh, we have not taken VC investments. Uh, we especially have not taken VC investments and then give the money back to the VC through a loan or or, or a swapping or a reverse investment. Um, and we just have we just have never done that. Um, we don't have loans. We don't have debt. Uh, we don't owe anybody any money. Um, so no one, uh, yeah. So uh, I I believe in the industry. We don't owe anybody any money. No one gave us loans. Uh, we do not. We also did not give loans out of the platform. So uh, we never take user assets and give it to a third party to manage and try to make yields, etc. Uh, we do do a couple of things. We have a margin program where users' savings products um, are used to provide um, uh, uh, lending for the margin traders, but the margin traders cannot withdraw that money away. And our system does all the risk management. If the margin traders are out of margin, we liquidate and we do the we do the risk management. So the funds never leave our platform. Um, we do do a bit of a DeFi staking, but we only interact with a smart contract protocol, and we do that in a fairly limited basis. So we don't have funds that we give to another third-party fund manager, and we we rely on them to perform well and not run away. Um, and we oh lastly. Uh, Many small exchanges rely on either each other or Binance for liquidity. So that means they have to make a deposit on Binance. And then, um, uh, so they, in their account, uh, they will typically have millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars uh, on Binance or in another exchange um, to, to sort of share liquidity. Binance, because we're the largest liquidity pool on the planet, we don't use other smaller exchanges for liquidity. So all of the user funds, uh, all of our funds stay on our platform. Uh, we don't we don't use other platforms for um, uh, to borrow the liquidity. So from all of those aspects, um, our funds stay on our platform and we publish their address. It's transparent. Um, so yeah, um, nothing's risk free, right? So um, uh, like crypto exchanges are inherently quite risky businesses. Um, you have to run them well, you have to do security well. Um, you have to do a you have to do a number of things well. But we're 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 we're, we're, we're self contained. We don't owe any other people uh, other money. So that's we're we very clean, very simple business. We also do not do futures trading ourselves. We don't have a quantum trading firm. Um, so we are not trying to make money from trading uh, from trading ourselves. Uh, we're not trying to be a quant uh, quant shop or like a, a hedge fund shop. Uh, we make money for, through trading fees. Uh, Lastly, we do have market makers, we rely very heavily on third party market makers um, that provide liquidity. Um, There is one market maker which I'm an investor and shareholder of, and I make sure that um, uh, that liquidity provider does not make profits. So um, we try to make it not lose money, so they just provide liquidity in the market, Um, they're not profit driven. So um, yeah, we we, we run a very simple exchange business.
2: Okay, great. And then just one final question along these lines. So as you know, we released um, links to a bunch of our internal wallets in for some increased transparency this week ahead of proof of reserves. And there was a report from a blockchain analytics firm that that dug into the details a little bit there. And we had a question around um, some of the percentages of the holdings that were shown in those wallets. So what's your take on? Is it too risky for Binance to be holding a big percentage of BUSD and BNB in its reserves?
1: Uh, So, um, um, no. The short answer is no. BUSD is the most um, uh, fiat-backed stablecoin. It's audited by NYDFS. Um, Well, it's not issued by Binance, it's issued by Paxos. um, Two very separate companies, two very separate management teams. They started way before Binance. Uh, Paxos used to be ItBit. Um, I think the Paxos founder, Rich Teal, was on a separate Twitter space AMA yesterday. Um, which I joined briefly. Um, I was actually uh, we're we're actually both in Indonesia for this conference. Um, and uh, BUSD is the most fiat-backed stablecoin, and that's fully audited um, and um, that's transparent. They publish their monthly holdings report. Um, and whereas other uh, stablecoins um, use a lot more corporate tre- corporate bonds, uh, corporate um, uh, 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 what do you call it? Corporate bonds, corporate treasury bills. Uh, and then there are other stable coins which are, which are um, uh, kind of a black box uh, to, the, to the outside. Um, they don't provide audit reports, etc. Um, and then there are, there are other Elgo stablecoins. Uh, BUSD is the simplest stablecoin. It's fiat backed, it's very transparent. Um, uh, it's not a large portion on our, um, on our exchange, uh, if you look at total, total asset value. Uh, BNB is an even smaller percentage on the exchange. Today, in a bear market, if their assets do not include a large percentage of stable coins, that is a risky sign. Um, because in, we're in a bear market, a lot of people have converted from Bitcoin, Ethereum, BNB into stable coins. On a crypto exchange, uh, when they release their reserves, if it doesn't contain a large stash of, um, a large, pre- a decent percentage of uh, stable coins, um, there's usually a um, something missing. Um, that's that's actually usually a um, warning sign. Not to say it's guaranteed a problem. Maybe they haven't released it yet, but um, um, that's something that people should look into. So um, we, I believe that our uh, uh, our um, uh, proportions are actually very very healthy.
2: Okay, perfect. And then just two quick, slightly more positive questions before we open the floor to the rest of the community here. So CZ, today you. Put out an announcement about an industry recovery front. So perhaps you could expand on that a little bit. Um, maybe give some insight into how that could help projects thrive, or what criteria we might be using to, to help assess that.
1: Sure. So I think, well, um, given the events that transpired in the last week or so, there's quite a um, there will be quite a number of good projects. Um, they not they basically didn't really didn't do much wrong. They were building their products. Uh, they may have their funds on a exchange that went down or they may be um, uh, they may be invested etc um, for ver- for various number of reasons uh, they may be negatively affected um, but otherwise other than the sort of a liquidity cri- like uh, short of money in the short term they are good projects good products uh, good community etc uh good team um, we want to help those projects to uh, survive um, this uh, 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 this turmoil so uh, the best way to provide, uh, to help them is to uh, help them through this uh, liquidity crisis, uh, basically giving them money uh, or investments, et cetera. Uh, we actually think that this is a pretty good time to do it because you know, uh, most of this project's valuations are much more reasonable than they were uh, a year ago. Um, so, um, so yeah, we, um, this, is, this is not, uh, to be very honest, this, will actually, this idea didn't come from me, it come from one of our co-founders. Um, and we said, Let, let's embrace it. And we're still figure, figuring out the details um, but we want to look at more projects. We want to, uh, especially projects that, uh, um, that are in, in, in need of help. Um, and also after I put out that announced, uh, that tweet, um, four or five other funds actually reached out to us saying they also want to help. Uh, a, f- a few projects reached out to us as well. So we'll be going through that. Um, and um, so I think basically now um, there are a few players in the, in the industry who still have a very healthy uh, cash reserve. Um, Binance is one of them. And we want to help the projects, the strong projects, the good projects um, that need cash to survive, uh, to survive this crunch. And then the guys who, the project that survived this difficult time is actually going to be much stronger later on. So, um, um, so I think, you know, I think as, as negatively as things look right now, uh, we actually think this is a very good cleansing period and the weak project is gone. Um, the industry is actually much healthier. Uh, even though it's extremely painful during this period. But uh, we, we, we want to invest in strong projects right now.
2: Okay, that's clear. Thanks, CZ. Um, okay, so just one question left before I do that. I'm going to start bringing people onto the stage. So just a reminder, please try and keep your questions as quick as possible. Just remain muted until I, I call on you, and then uh, yeah, you can ask your question from there. So CZ, final question from me. Um, what's your suggestion to the average crypto user? What, how should they act? How should they think in a market like this at the moment?
1: Um, so, I've got to be very careful here, um, giving um, what to do, because everyone, um, everyone's situation is a little bit different. Um, but basically, um, you, you should not invest in crypto if you're using money that you need for next week or next month. You should only be using discretionary cash that you don't need for a long time, like maybe a couple of years. And if, you, if, you, if you're doing that, um, if you don't know what's going on, just hold. Um, a couple years later, all of this will blow away. Um, people may or may not even remember this. Um, and, um, if you, yeah, that would be the overall overriding sort of general simple principle. If you don't,
0: why is he cutting in and out
1: what's going on? Don't try to, uh, guess what's going to happen, uh, sell here, buy there. Um, right now during the next little while, it's going to be highly volatile. Uh, A lot of different news may come out. Some of them will be very positive. Some of them will be very negative. Um, it's very hard to predict. So we, we will go through a period of high volatility and high unpredictable, unpredict, unpredict, uh, unpredictableness. So um, uh, yeah, so uh, unless, you, unless you're unless you very experienced, very mature, um, very confident and, and can handle the risk, um, I would recommend most people just hold uh, for this period of time. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it really, yeah.
2: Okay, great. So on to the community questions, then. So first up, we have Anthony.
0: Morning, CZ. You had mentioned that um, Binance doesn't have any debts or any loans that have been made. But I'm just curious on this contagion effect that we're expecting. Um, is this going to be affecting any subsidiaries or any of the major investments that Binance has made in the, the most recent time?
1: Um, I'm actually not too well, That's a broader question. Um, I'm actually not too sure. Uh, we haven't heard from from our portfolio companies so far, we have not heard like big cries for help. Uh, I think the Binance ecosystems much less, or BMB ecosystems much less impacted. Um, they are all much more closely uh, aligned with you know the Binance ecosystem. Um, so I haven't heard of anything, but we do we have invested in like one hundred fifty something portfolio companies. Um, I don't know the state of all of them. Uh, we yeah so. Um, I do know there will be some uh, uh, cascading, contagion effects. Um, There will be a few other players uh, who either have money on FTX um, and a significant amount, significant enough amount that it may uh, cause them them trouble. Um, But um, in this type of situations, the first one to go down is usually the big one. Um, The cascading effects become smaller and smaller. So if we look at like, you know, uh, Luna UST, that was like 40 billion, $50 billion of value that's been destroyed. The cascading, the first order of cascading ones, three arrows is like a six, four, four, or $5 billion, uh, size fund. And then the third, um, the third layers are the Celsius Voyagers. They're like, you know, half a billion to $1 billion, $1 billion. Kind of, so $1 billion kind of range. So each time it cascades, um, it's more spread out and smaller. So, um, and we also seen from the price that, you know, when three arrows happened, it, it was a big, uh, not three arrows, uh, when Luna happened it was a big drop when three arrows happened. It was like, okay, yeah, this is a fallout effect from the other thing. Um, so, uh, that's kind of, h- uh, how I view the con- the potential contagion effects. There will be some, um, but I think the, um, uh, the major is probably out, but don't quote me on that. Um, I, I could be very wrong here, but, um, I, I think that the um uh i mean the, the the stuff that happened at ftx is like surprise is extremely surprising to everyone um i mean if i was writing a fiction i couldn't imagine this stuff up right so um i think that that's that's really an outlier um and um the rest are probably just you know um uh, uh what we call collateral uh collateral damage because of that Um uh, the effects should be smaller um we'll see yeah.
2: All right. Thank you, Anthony, for the question. Next up is Dana. Dana, please go ahead. Hi. Um, I hope you can hear me. I'm having a bit of a communication issue. Um, I wanted to know, are you guys going to reveal the data, the amount of uh, withdrawals happening, um, let's say in the uh, following days, as you know, a lot of people are advising people to take out money out of, the, uh, out of Binance, out of everywhere, to see that the companies are stable and sustainable? Because at the end of the day, Um, As I know, a lot of people are trading on Binance and we do want to hold substantial amounts on the uh, exchanges. But, you know, our trust is a bit broken and uh, I wanted to know if uh, there's going to be transparency on uh, the amount of funds being withdrawn over, you know, the period, the uh,
1: period ahead of us.
2: Okay, Dana, sorry about that. It seems like we've lost CZ. Um, Give me a second.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, I was on mute. Um, Yeah. So, um, uh, sorry. Yeah. so uh, we published our code wallet addresses like you know, a few days ago and um, um, there's many third party platforms that track those uh, addresses and uh, transfers on those addresses very carefully. Um, I think there's, has, there's been no news about significant withdrawals from those addresses in the past few days uh, and whereas there has been news about significant withdrawals from other exchanges who have disclosed their addresses. So, I think you guys can see that on Binance, for us, it's, it's business as usual. Uh, we do see a, sl- a slight increase in withdrawals. Um, but it's not like, you know, uh, whenever, whenever prices drop, we see an uptick in withdrawals. That's quite normal. Um, so, for us, we this is like kind of very, very in line with uh, price drops. We have not seen like, you know, 80% drop, uh, withdrawals from a cold wallet or um, 50% uh, funds flowing out. Uh, from our platform where it may be happening in some other smaller platforms. So for us, it's still business as usual. Uh, the addresses are fairly transparent. People are tracking it. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, yeah.
2: Great, nice and simple. Thank you, Dana, for the question. So I'll hand the mic over to RSA BTC.
0: Hello, guys. Uh, my question is regarding BUSD, Um, CZ, can you tell us if I have my BUSD in cold storage, and let's say hypothetical Binance? Uh,
1: I think it's breaking up. Uh, Thank you. Did Uh. you guys hear the question? Yeah, I I think the question
2: was essentially how how safe is it to be holding busd regardless of where you have it so if you... sorry i think i got muted there did you hear that CZ?
1: Uh, so if you want to hold it in busd regardless where and then you got cut off
2: if you Can want I... to hold it oh, yeah, go ahead um,
1: i just like to know if i hold busd in my cold wallet and let's say hypothetical finance goes under. Can I go to Paxos and claim my BUSD back from Paxos? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, so BUSD is issued by Paxos. Um, and uh, that's the place to redeem it.
0: Thank you.
2: Okay, that's nice and easy. All right, next up is Lani. Lani, go ahead.
1: Hi guys. Um first uh, I want to say thank you to CZ for all that you've been doing for the community. Uh we truly appreciate you. Um I, I have two questions. My first question is regarding to um to Paxos. Are they FDIC insured if anything happens? Is there a guarantee that people can claim their money? Kind of piggyback on the question that they, they got. When we asked and the second question is regarding with uh, with trust wallet there's a lot of confusions out there there's a lot of people saying um binance owns trust wallet and they can take your money out of it i kind of know the answer to this but i want you to kind of clarify for a lot of people on the call so they know what's going on how binance and and trust wallet are kind of different in a bit in a way Okay, so um, on the first question, the Paxos, um, the, the the insurance part, the FDIC insurance, I actually don't know the answer. Um, I would assume that if they don't publish on their website, they probably don't have it. Um, uh, I actually never looked into it. What we care about much more is uh, whether they whether the reserves are there in a bank. Um, insurance is good, but uh, my my understanding is most insurance only co- only cover up to like you two hundred fifty k or something, some number like that. Uh, I'm not a, I'm not familiar with the insurance space. Um, and uh, so that's kind of on that. Um, maybe uh, we'll, we'll try to get the answer from Paxo some, somewhere. Um, and also there has been uh, there has been a lot of crypto companies claiming they have insurance, but I've never seen insurance being paid out to crypto users uh, ever in the past. Uh, again, my information is limited. there may have been cases which, where I don't know about. So um, that's on the FDIC insurance part. On the Trust Wallet part, it is much simpler. Um, We acquired Trust Wallet um, three, four years ago. So we do own the intellectual property rights, et cetera, uh, of Trust Wallet. But Trust Wallet is an open source um, uh, self-custody wallet. So you can download the source code, compile it for yourself, you can read through it. Trust Wallet holds your own private keys on your device. Um, it's not part of Binance.com. Uh, it's not commingled. Um, there's even Trust Wallet servers do not have access access to your private keys or the seeds. Um, and if you if you miss if you lose that if you lose your wallet if you lose your device and don't have a uh, didn't and lose your backup, there's no way for anybody to help you recover funds. Not Trust Wallet servers, not Trust Wallet team, not Binance.com. This is this is the same as any other well as any other proper self-custody wallet. So um, uh, that's how Trust Wallet works. Um, um, uh, Your funds on Trust Wallet is only controlled by you. You need to keep your device secure. You need to not lose it. And that's it. Yeah.
2: Perfect. Okay. Just before we go to the next question for everyone listening, I know there's a lot of people here. I've been getting a few messages on the side saying that audio is cutting in and out. I think, you know, there's just... A huge amount of people on the twitter space so it's, it's messing up for a few people just want to reassure you that this one will be fully recorded and we're going to write up all of the important answers and things as well so there won't be a loss of information okay so the next person on the mic is crypto palace or if crypto palace is not there we'll pass over to jess oh
3: great sorry i
2: was already here oh go ahead
3: yeah, um, thank you very much for this wonderful opportunity. Um, actually, the reason why I'm coming up today is just to ask easy. Um, uh, lately uh I was in a space with uh, Mario that has been on for like 48 hours, and um, I see most of the some uh, people dogs discussing about Binance insecurity, that um there are some that Binance is actually regulated, but not following Hello, can you hear me, please?
1: Uh you're a little bit a little all bit right. muted. Maybe you're covering your mic.
3: Okay, can you yeah. hear me clearly now? Can you hear me yeah, clearly? Much better.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Okay. Good. That um though Binance is regulated, but there are some uh some things going on within the website, which I think it already talked about now. Okay, that okay, if at all Binance is regulated, why are some keynote security uh, risk issue is not addressed on the website? Okay, and um they're talking about uh, some certain percentage in BUSD. Why is it such huge amount of money, such huge amount in BUSD? Why not in USDT? Okay. And um why this issue is going on, I got uh, a message across why the space is going on, that um, a particular regulatory body is trying to sanction Binance on that particular issue. What is it actually doing about that, thing? and um, I'll will there's there has been a controversy on the space of people uh, them giving advice that um uh people should move out their fund from every exchange now paraventure most of the uh, binance users move their uh fund away from binance what is um, binance open to do at the end of the day will de- will everything still be in place because moving the fund doesn't mean they are not attached or they are not uh, they will not be using binance again but just for security purposes... Is anyone following cleared, this question? About that, uh, the most of them will still come up, okay? And then start using
0: But Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lop.
4: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily
3: bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If everyone has advised move their fund from Binance, what might possibly be uh, uh, the outcome from this Binance? Is it,
1: okay. Um, I didn't quite catch the second question, but I'll try to answer the first and third one first. Um, and maybe Alex, you can uh, uh, help me understand the second question. I didn't quite catch it. Um, first of all, on the uh, USD, on the stablecoin reserves, uh, or on the stablecoin uh, portions in Binance, I think we answered that earlier in this chat or in this um, AMA. Um, and But on USDT specifically, today BUSD on Binance is like the larger portion. I forgot the number. I saw a number this afternoon. Um, I think it was like 20 or 19% or something like that. USDT is like just slightly below that, 18% or something. So the two together con- contributes to quite a large, significant portion of the funds. I actually don't know what the exact number is on top of my head, um, but USDT is significant. Um, and it's, um, but BUSD is large because when, when users deposit USDC, um, US, TUSD and a few other things, we convert them to BUSD. When they withdraw, we convert back and give it back to them. It's one-to-one conversion. So. Uh, we have agreements. Uh, we have agreements with uh, with the issuers for all of those. So that's uh, it's it's minimal risk. So um, that so uh, as I said before, a exchange should have a healthy, especially in a bear market. They should have a significant chunk of stable coins uh, in their wallets today. Um, if they don't have it, that's kind of weird. So uh, USDT, we have a we have a pretty large chunk. Um, I just don't have the um, numbers in front of me. So. Um, the, second, uh, the third issue, um, if people want to withdraw their funds, um, they should. Uh, we are a platform, um, we, we, don't, we don't block people from withdrawing their funds, it's, it's really up to the users. Um, if they want to withdraw it to anywhere, they can. Uh, we are here as a platform, if they want to deposit back and they want to trade on us, they can. Um, so nothing's gonna happen there. Well, not, When people want to withdraw, withdraw their funds, they just withdraw their funds, nothing else more is gonna happen there. So um, it doesn't cause us. It doesn't cost us as any problems. To be to be very frank, most people who know how to hold their funds on uh, on their own and who don't trade often are probably already doing that already. So yeah. uh, the people who are holding funds on Binance uh, while not trading are usually the type of the type of people who are not technical enough to hold funds to hold crypto on their own securely. So. What, like you know even my friend gabriel he he advised people to withdraw pe- withdraw funds to, to their own wallets i think that's a fine advice but you have to take into consideration of how technical people are whether for for the average person holding their crypto themselves so they have to keep your, their computers secure they have to keep your devices secure they can't lose them they got to have proper backup the backups have to be encrypted and have to be stored in multiple places and they have to have a way, they ideally, if there's a significant of m- amount of money, they should have a way to give it to their kids when they're no longer around. And how do they prevent their kids before, the, if, when they're still around, how do they prevent their kids from getting that? So uh, most people are not technical enough to solve all of those problems today. Uh, the, the people who can solve all of, the, all of those problems most likely are already storing funds on the, themselves. Uh, it does take quite a lot more work, um, which is fine. Um, so for us, we offer options. If you know how to do that use trust wallet. use another hardware wallet. Um, that's all good. Um, if you can't do that, uh, uh, asking people to withdraw funds to their phone to their, to their own is fine. Um, for, uh, but for longer term they may they, they have a higher chance of losing that than storing that on a centralized exchange or on a trusted centralized exchange. So uh, there are balances. Um, again, we just offer options. We offer, we offer trust wallet as a hold your own uh, asset wallet. We also Binance.com, the centralized exchange for you to hold on a centralized pl- uh, platform. We just offer options. We don't really care how, well, we don't really dictate how people should store their funds. You guys should decide for yourself. So um, nothing's, uh, Binance will be fine. Um, and also I can tell you today, if everybody withdraws their funds from the centralized exchange, we'll just shut down the centralized exchange. We have many other profitable businesses uh, that we haven't, yeah, so um, it's fine, yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I think that covered it all, Cz. Thanks. So uh, we'll go back to Jess. Sorry, Jess. I think you're getting cut off there. Yeah, thank you. Good morning, Cz. Um, hope next time we talk, it's on better circumstances. Um, but two questions. So you recently made a comment about um, about exchanging, moving large amounts of crypto before they demonstrate their wallet funds. Is there anything else that we should be looking out as far as a problem or red sign or red flag for other exchanges? That's my first question, and then my second question is mainly around uh, the narrative that's being uh, spun by mainstream media. You've been the focus of a lot of the articles, including the initial tweet saying that you were selling. Um, being that we have a lot of media here, what would you have? What would you say about? the narrative that's being pushed um, in MSM as far as crypto and what do you think will change in the upcoming
1: weeks? Uh, Sure. Um, Well, first of all, on the red signs, all the um, dangerous signs, that's quite a lot. I probably won't be able to sort of go through all of them. But I think the most important thing is probably just use your common sense. You know, a business has to be profitable to be sustainable. Um, and if the business is offering high rebates, uh, zero fees, um, all of this stuff, uh, uh which is fine. The does part of it, but Binance has a very healthy business, um, to cover, uh, but if, a, uh, but if a business is not sustainable and they're just doing all this, uh, incentives to attract users, then, um, that's probably the most, uh, the health of the business is probably the most important sign. So you want to use a platform that's sustainable, that's profitable, that's healthy, um. Um, all oh, this wallet, uh, uh, transparencies, um, the guys who doesn't do it, um, are probably at a high risk. Um, the guys who do it wrong are probably at a higher risk. Um, the guys who do it properly and no, and no issues being reported by the community is probably good, um, to a large extent, not guaranteed. Um, and, um, I think the more, more uh, the more exchanges become more transparent, the better. So um, I think those are the two top of minds. But um, and generally speaking, though um, there is, there are very strong network effects um, in the industry. The larger exchanges, like Binance, spends billions of dollars on security. A small exchange will not be able to afford that because they just don't have that level of income. So at uh, the, econ- the economy of scale plays here, um, large exchange can spend that that kind of uh, resources and budget on security compliance. Um, etc. Uh, whereas um, smaller exchanges are disadvantaged uh, here, um, um, and not to mention liquidity, uh, best pricing, etc. So those are just some high level um, uh, things that people look at. Of course, there's, there's a lot of little things. Um, I will try to be more vocal about it. But every time I'm, I'm vocal about something, people think I'm attacking some competitor, etc. So uh, there's a balance there. Um, we like, Honestly, we don't view other exchanges as competitors. Um, their their market share, um, their, their volumes are, if we take all of their volumes, we don't grow that much. Whereas if we grow the industry by 10x, we most likely will grow uh, proportionally. So um, we, um, while small exchanges may want to get market share away from us, uh, for us to get market share away from other smaller exchanges, it doesn't move the needle for us. So for us, we are much more focused on growing the industry instead of competing with some smaller exchange. Um, that's just not that has never been how we work. So um, I want to clear that misconception. And the second point about media, uh, that's a very, that's a very frustrating, somewhat frustrating experience. Um, but I don't think we can change it in the short term. Um, if we look at the mainstream media, uh, many of them are either categorically. Uh, says crypto is bad, uh, whenever there's a problem in crypto, they amplify it. Uh, when Madoff ran away with like 10 times, when Madoff was gone with 10 times more money, $53 billion or something, or um, I don't remember the exact number, um, it was just him. It was just his his own problem. It wasn't the industry problem. Um, so I think the, the narratives are a little bit unfair, but we're in a new industry. So people are um, skeptical of things. Um, And also, even within the industry, um, there are exchanges who are torted as uh, saviors of the planet, of the the industry that just went down. Uh, Whereas um, uh, there's also the narrative of uh, um, uh, this large exchange got large because uh, because they do dodgy things. Um, That's completely not true. You only get large by earning users' trust. So users today are quite smart. Social media, Twitter, information flows very quickly. So, um, but it is what it is, uh, it's just something we got to deal with, um, but I'm very, very glad that we have Twitter. Um, so Twitter allows us to get our voice out and we do have a decent following on Twitter now and on, on the other social media platforms as well. So social media is actually a great thing, a great tool for us to have. So I think that uh, restores a level of balance. But more importantly, I think we, over, over the long run, we do have to work with traditional media you know, the newspapers, um, the, the, et cetera. Um, I think we need to educate them. Uh, we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to teach them uh, how to see through the sort of um, just um, narratives. Um, I mean, uh, there was another article on, on the reserves. There was another article. There was an article recently by Bloomberg saying um, that well, the reserves, uh, the first version of the article was uh, uh, more than 50% of the reserves on Binance are its own coins. Uh, when I read that, I was like, "What?" Um, and then we looked, we, and you know, it, it's a paid article, which I I do not subscribe to. Um, but even in the first three lines, they show that okay, most of it is in BUSD, which is not a coin that we issued. It uses the Binance brand, but it's not it's not BNB. BNB is only six percent. The second version of the story is the reserves are um, 50 percent uh, Binance brand. is under its own brand. Okay, that's technically correct, um, but it's very misleading. Uh, and the way they use the wording, um, they the obviously the journalists think that uh, our reserves are reserves, meaning that when people want to withdraw, we convert at that time for them. They didn't uh, if you read the article carefully, they didn't even understand that our reserves are just the same form the user store with us. So if the user just happened to store all BUSD with us, that's 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 all we have. Um, we don't convert Uh, so like it's not a uh, it's not the reserve in the banking sense and the reserve in a crypto exchange sense are very different and we just need to educate the um uh, uh, the traditional media so i think um over time this will improve but um frustratingly short term there will be pains here and there but um i think at the same time you know as a community the, they've been doing this for a while, like this, this, this situation has been there for a while. I think you know, as a community, especially the, I, what I see on Twitter, um, the guys who are on Twitter are quite immune to it. We all know this is the case. So over time, and the more we act and think like that, the less incentive for the media to do that. Because every time they do that, every time they report something that's slightly off, that's a, uh, that's a, that, that has a bad narrative, um, they, they lose their credibility. Over time, their influence will diminish. So uh, it's not good for them long run. In the short term, they can create some sensation and sell a few more clicks. But longer term, that's not going to work. So that's how that's kind of how how I view media. Uh, we got to work with them, but we got to educate them. But you know, at the end of the day, the 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 uh, the long term, right messages, uh, accurate messages will will prevail. Yeah. Sorry for that long answer.
2: Okay. Excellent. Thank you, Jess, for both those questions. So next up is Felipe. Felipe, first I'm going to ask you a question. Is that a verified blue tick or a Twitter blue blue tick you got there?
4: Oh, I'm a Twitter blue uh, Twitter blue tick for a while before the verified even became a thing. So it's just a perk that kind of got stoned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it for the tick. I did it just for the other features like edit. <laughs> great. Okay. What's your question? Uh, yeah, my question is great. Uh, so uh, my question is focused actually on the Binance branded exchanges. I know they're separate entities, but they do hold the Binance name. And if any one of those exchanges have issues, it does hurt Binance name as a whole. So will you be able to push those exchanges to publish their proof of liquidity and overall business health? Uh,
1: that's a good point. Um, we, we, we probably could and we should. Um, so there's a few. There's Binance Turkey. Uh, that no longer is Binance Singapore. We had to shut that down. Um, there's, there's a few out there and um, that's a good suggestion. We should probably, we should ask them to do it.
2: Cool. Thanks Felipe. Okay. Next up is Jose.
3: Hello, Cifit. this is Jose from Benzinga. My question is, do you think it's possible that exchanges are sending funds to fake uh, the proof of reserves and would what you were discussing with Vitalik, the proof of reserve protocol solve this issue and how?
1: Uh, well number one um, I don't know for sure what's going on in other exchanges Binance, I can tell you that we do not do that um, and I think there's been no reported suspicious activity et cetera related to us for the other players we can't i don't like i don't know their books I can't comment well I, I can't really be sure um, but it's just not a very good thing to do they may have a, they may have a valid reason for it or they may not uh, I don't really know um, but it is a it is a it is a red flag. So um, uh, just be a little bit more careful. Um, And um, uh, the uh, proof of reserve protocol, uh, to be honest, I had a very brief discussion uh, with uh, Vitalik. Um, I think he has it in his head, uh, probably some kind of design. And he's uh, he's very technical. He's very um, deep into this stuff. Uh, We didn't discuss in a lot of detail, but my approach would be like I would connect him with our team and then they'll figure it out. Uh, we want to be the guinea pig for it and see if it, uh, see, see how well it works.
2: Yeah. Great. Okay. Next up is Zelu. Hello. Hey, please go ahead.
4: Hello, Cz. I wanted to talk to you about the investment to FTX that you did and how it gave the exchange legitimacy to a lot of users like myself that went on the platform believing it was trustworthy it doesn't seem fair for you to sell your stake and end up profiting while so many users were left with losses. Whoa. And in all likelihood, it was probably the users' funds that FTX gave you in order not to raise any flags about their balance sheet. Do you feel obligated to give that money back to the FTX users? Uh,
1: How well, you track first you all, all that? Um, I think we exited as other investors came in. So I don't know what the, it's, 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 it's not possible to say which part of the funds are which. Um, I don't, I've not seen the transaction records, et cetera. Uh, we invested quite early, we left, we, we exited quite early. Both events are very public. Uh, we did not hide it, we did not, you know, not disclose it. Um, I understand the sentiment. We actually also have, you know, we had five, 580 million worth of FTT. We sold a small portion of it. We still hold a large bag, um, so I think we acted in very ethical ways. Um, and um, I don't want to I don't want to categorically sort of say, hey, we must give the money back or not, etc. We will we will try to do things to help the FTT user, the FTX users. But the FTX users um, uh, are the FTX users choose to use FTX on their behalf, right? So uh, the information is public. Um, I don't want to create a situation where every anything goes down in the industry, Binance have to pay for it. Um, I don't think that's right for our users and for our people. So um, I want to do what's fair. Um, I want to protect the users. We want to help the industry to grow, but I don't want categori- to categorically commit Binance to solve every problem and be responsible for every problem, be responsible for every user loss in the industry. So I got to be fair to our users. If we do that, Binance will probably become uh, 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 either bankrupt pretty soon, et cetera. That's unfair to our users. So, um, and on this point, I would also say, look, as a user, you also have no responsibility. You can't just blame all the respons- responsibility to other people. When bad things happen, you if you blame all responsibility always to other people, you will never be successful. You are always looking at the most responsible person for yourself, which is yourself, right? So when that, this FTX issue happens, many people have a lot of different responsibilities. I think, look, the, uh, does a regulator have have responsibility? Yes. But do they have full responsibility? Should they compensate all the users? Probably no, because regulations doesn't prevent a bad actor from acting as a bad actor. There they, they are punishments, there are rules, but if a bad actor just wants to be a bad actor, you can't prevent it, per se. Uh, in this case, I think they were lying, um, they were the light. FTX lied. Well, I think Sam lied to his employees, his users, his shareholders, um, regulators all around the world, and all his, all the users. So yes, he should take the most of the blame. But at the same time, um, every uh, the VC investors, including us, why did we invest them? I think that accusation was actually somewhat accurate. All the VC investors that invested in FTX made a mistake, um, and. Uh, many of them are very professional investors. Why did they not discover this problem? Some of them are very large funds um Why did they not discover this problem so um we can we can we can look into that but again, are they fully responsible for this problem? Uh, should they compensate all the users? Probably no so um everybody have responsibilities here binance we 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 take our responsibilities seriously, but i don't want to categor- categorically promise or oh, binance is gonna uh, commit to everything etc so that's that's kind of my take i hope that's fair
2: all right thank you zelu for the question so moving on now to umbrella
4: yeah firstly thanks cz for kind of speaking your mind on twitter you saved me and a lot of people um you know our, our last savings was kind of what you promoted on ftx and I guess on that is what are your thoughts of Twitter as a community town hall and how do we bring more light to people like the dev who I noticed you followed on Twitter and he kind of warned us about SBF and what FTX were doing um, and kind of saved quite a few people um, from a retail perspective money Um, and then secondly on the the proof of reserves, um, uh, don't you think it's more prudent actually to provide an API with live wallet addresses? Um, and this can be integrated into the June dashboard um, rather than snapshots because, you know, it's wallets on-chain, um, anyone can see what those balances are. Um, like you provide APIs for your, your trading, etc. I don't see why, you know, exchanges can't provide those APIs. Um, DeFi protocols do it all the time.
1: Sure. Um, okay, I think those are two uh, interesting questions. Um, I think on the first one, um, I think many people have tried to warn their issues here and there, um, way before things happened. Um, you know, there's multiple uh, Twitter uh, cetera, multiple Twitter KOLs, multiple uh, uh, news articles, et cetera. Um, but the, um, it's impossible to uh, say conclusively there were problems. Uh, no one, like without full access to, uh, to, to FT, FTX database, uh Alameda's trading records all the contracts et etc It would take like a very strong auditor to go through all of those things to to say a, for like 100% sure this is this is the problem and this is how big the problem is i think it's going to take many months for uh for people to figure that out even though like you know, and uh, even with what's happened now so uh why all all of these KOLs, um they are trying to warn users they people may or may not trust them. And to be honest, their information may or may not be hundred percent correct. So you never really know. Um, at the end of the day, you have to apply a level of judgment yourself. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, even, 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 even me, um, I didn't know they were that insolvent uh, until Sam called me. Um, um, this thing's like we can suspect from outside, but mm, it's kind of hard to know for sure. Unless you have full access to the data, (laughs) all the internal workings, et cetera, which very few people had. Oh, so, what a um, criminal! I think, um, and also this, like, there's also a lot of people who try to spread, fe- uh, fake information to create FUD, um, uncertainty, doubt, etc., in the market, just to use, put, move the price around a little bit. Maybe they hold it, maybe they just bought or maybe they just sold and uh, they want to influence price the other way. So it's kind of hard to tell sometimes, but look at the end of the day, Follow the uh, follow the KOLs you trust, and you should have a good judgment on trusting uh, good KOLs. If 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 you don't, if you follow bad KOLs that turn out to give you wrong advice, unfollow them. uh, Or long term, you will likely lose money. Um, Well, lose more money than you would. Uh, um, And and um, but yeah. So but no one has conclusive information on the second part uh, with an API, etc. I think that's okay. Um, but there are uh, different. Um, uh, there are different interest of. Uh, there are different uh, alignment of interest issues. Um, for example, um, if Binance uh, wants to publish our API, we would prefer to use Coin Market Cap. Would every other exchange want to do that? I'm not sure. Um, and which central platform do we use? Um, and this. And we're talking about this, We're talking about exchanges globally, right? Um, and. Um, for exchanges by providing that data in real time, they are giving value to the, to the platform they're providing uh, either a commercial agreement or some kind of uh, incentive alignment either through shareholdings or some some other, some other way to align the commercial interest. If that model is not in place, not every exchange will collaborate with that platform. So uh, in a decentralized uh, in a decentralized ecosystem, um, this these things have to be built organically. There's no there's no one that says okay, for every wallet transaction you have you have to report to this API, and there are performance issues, right? So um, there th- there are a myriad of issues. Um, I think the first step we can do is to say hey, why don't uh, why don't we lead as example and we make binance much more transparent? Um, other exchanges can try to do it. Um, and uh, when there's a common standard somehow emerges over, uh, if there's a common practice, emerges over a period of time, um, somebody will probably try to make a platform to, to sort of um, collect all those information and make a uh, uh, make a coin market cap kind of um, a platform to show that. There are already many data and analytics platforms in the in the ecosystem, but they may not be as as advanced as you was you described. Um, and lastly, there are privacy issues, right? So if every time that somebody creates a uh, new withdrawal address and is published online, et cetera, um, they could be privacy concerns. Um, so there's a lot of different considerations. It's not as simple as, okay, we just publish all the information publicly and any, everyone can look at it. In an ideal world, if, uh, when, if the human civilization is advanced enough, yes, we can make all the data uh, completely transparent, but we bring to privacy issues today. So there are many different um, considerations to be considered. It's not just a simple, hey, let's publish all this data. Yes, you you may solve one problem, but you may create other problems. So as an industry, we just have to explore and learn. Um, So that's kind of what we're doing today.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people,
1: what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess?
2: Aha, in my dentist's office.